0: Welcome to trashy trashy where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashy news stories my name is erica and i'm your host my name is cassandra and i'm your other host do you ever start
1: and then you think why is there so much dust in this one part of my desk i should wipe that off right now but then it's like if i do that i'll make noise but then if i don't do it i'm not gonna be able to focus yes
0: it's the if you give a mouse a cookie of ADHD I was gonna say is that is that ADHD is that what's happening to me I don't know but yes yeah it's like if I don't finish this task right now we won't be able to do anything else yeah Yeah. that happens to me sometimes
1: when I read audiobooks and then or like listen to audiobooks and I'm like Mm -hmm. I need to do this because I've now missed
0: the past six minutes of this book thinking about it Yes, I often I'll I listen to a lot of podcasts while I work, and I listen on one and a half to two speed. And so I'm got to because I'm like I've got no time. I've got to get through this, and that's just how my brain vibrates. And so I I'll be bopping along, and then 15 minutes will go by, and I'm like, wait, I I was listening to one podcast that was like a heartbreaking story about like a Kosovo and refugee. And all of a sudden, I'm like bounced to like a comedy podcast talking about like someone's dad's like hysterect like uh, you know uh, ulcer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, How did we get here? Like I, I, there's no the middle is just completely gone because I've been like cleaning the oven for ten minutes and I'm like, wait, how did we get from here to here? Because I have no recollection of the middle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I should start doing that with audiobooks. The one and maybe one in one fourth speed. I guess it depends. I don't know. How are you? You know, mm-hmm. I do know
0: <laughs> live in the dream uh I don't know whose dream Someone else's dream live in the dream Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I've never gotten more text messages than I did yesterday uh june twenty fourth from people soliciting me for seven dollars <laughs> uh, if I more- just have seven dollars we can we can defeat this and it's like
1: all right (laughs) what i'm uh what i'm throwing out today uh might might ring true to how you were feeling yesterday so Yeah, yeah yeah it's uh it's a weird it's a weird time you know what's crazy is that i've got people you know like friends who like live in california along with me who are like putting out on instagram like I have space in my house and I can afford one round trip flight per month for anyone who needs help. Mm -hmm. Like basically like if you Mm -hmm. need an abortion, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll take care of you. And I'm like, damn, that's really cool of people. I can't afford that or have the space, but I'm like, damn, that's cool. And here's the thing.
0: I, I appreciate and love everyone doing that, but it is, there's also so many networks that have, like there are so many of those systems that are already in place that we should just be putting that energy and effort into and not just like, there there are so many networks in place that are doing that and we should be funding them because they have the infrastructure and so much more, resources and knowledge about how those things can work and the legal protections to help. And, and it's like, it's so nice when I see people saying, hey, if anybody needs a manicure, my state still has legal manicures. I'll happily tell you, I'll help you get any kind of manicure. You know, uh, like it's it's awesome. I love seeing those posts on social media, but, or if somebody wants to come camping, my state has legal camping, right. I'll show you all the good camping spots in my state. Awesome and I love it, but there, I've just seen so many posts from people that have been doing this work for like 30 years that are like, thank you, but it's super important to donate the time and resource to the networks that have, that have systems in place already, rather than just open your own kind of network. So uh, yeah, I'm like, ah, I I, I don't want to like, who anyone's bad ideas or, or, or like a or good, good intentions or good ideas. But I'm like, uh, let's, let's funnel these resources and these efforts into something that has infrastructure, has legal protections, has resources in place and, and kind of knows what they're doing. If that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Cause you know, I don't trust anything or anyone nope. or myself nope Nope. uh everything is fucked
0: hey why are you trash so i was having dinner with a family member and he is he's a younger recent college grad and he said hey do you remember when you wore a legalized crystal meth shirt to disneyland Mm, i know that shirt and i said i said i here's the thing i don't remember wearing it to disneyland not saying i didn't do it sounds like something i would have done (laughs) 10 to 11 years ago i just don't remember doing it well my grandmother my nana was at the dinner table and she was like what and so then i had to give the context of i had to give the context of There was a brand called American apparel that manufactured its clothing in downtown LA and their whole shtick was that they, you know, bought materials, you know, paid a living wage in Los Angeles and, you know, manufactured clothing in America. And they were also donated and helped with funds and had a very distinct font and did a campaign for legalized gay, very distinct font and so I spoofed them and made my own in that same font legalized crystal meth shirt, which I thought was funny, and and it is. I, I objectively I think it's funny, and it is, I it was a funny shirt. I liked it. it was a funny shirt, yeah, because I wore it to Disneyland on multiple, like on one occasion at least, and my grandmother was like, "Oh, Erica." Again, I don't remember doing this. There's a I, I have a poor memory. Not saying I didn't do it. Sounds like something I would have done. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember doing it. And I was telling Winston, and he was like, I, I would have made you go back and change shirts. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, I've never wanted to tell someone what to do with their bodies, especially women. But if you would have made the magic go away for a child, I would have told you to take that shirt. Oh my God. Off. <laughs> I
1: was like i, I like, guess i just- wasn't thinking about the kids that go to disneyland i was just thinking about like you know like sticking giving a finger to the disney corp and i was like yeah but then yeah i guess there are a lot of kids there who'd be like what
0: what is that yeah i was like well that's a difficult conversation between you and your parent that you're about to have uh and you're about to learn about irony but it, but yeah i is I that wore- what uncle ron died of <laughs> yeah why does she want to legal yeah 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 uh yeah it was it was very i was like hey again sounds like something i would do don't doubt that i did it don't remember doing it but thank (laughs) you for the memory uh and and we all had a good laugh about it but i uh and yeah and then i was like and their ceo turned out to be a sex pest anyway good intentions bad brand burned it all down (laughs) but, but anyway legalized crystal meth and i still have like a cutoff version of that shirt floating around somewhere. So yeah, that's why I'm trash. I stole magic from some little child at Disneyland by wearing that shirt. Someone was bound to do it anyways. You're right. Yep. A burnt churro or legalized crystal meth could just steal the magic out of out of Disneyland instantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why are you trash, my dear?
1: So I went to Seattle last weekend to visit family, uh, which is nice. Just in like a general statement, like, hey, everyone in Seattle, you're mean. Um, <laughs> my family doesn't live in Seattle, they live in uh, a different city. But we, we spent some time in Seattle, and every like interaction I had with like some a barista or like someone at a brewery or something like a bartender, I'm like, you're fucking rude. This is coming from someone who lives in LA where everyone's like, everyone in LA is an asshole. Like, "Mm, no, sorry. They got us beat up in Seattle. Like I understand it's very cool to live in Seattle and also the weather fucking sucks, but like, don't take that shit out on me. Anyways, that's not why I'm trash. I just feel like I need to say it. And if you're from Seattle and you're nice, let me know. I'm sure I'm an asshole and I'm rude, but like all I did was order an iced tea ma'am like (laughs) could you be fucking nicer (laughs) anyways um so as we've talked about on the podcast before me and erica are now both bougie bitches who uh refuse to fly anything but first class (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so we uh on the way there me and uh taylor were seeing if we could get upgraded to first class because you know he's like super into planes and so he looks up like what seats are I don't know he's got his website so he figures things out but he was like oh there's a lot of open seats in first class maybe I can try to get us an upgrade and I was like hell yeah let's do it and so he went to speak to the person at the desk and she was like maybe I don't know and Oof. so and so he was like okay she's like we'll call your name and so we were in a lounge And I was like, and he came back and he was like, they're going to call our names if he's going to do it. And I was like, and I was like, well, are they going to text us? Because we're in the lounge. We won't hear our names get called. Yeah. And he was like, no, but like, let's just finish our drinks and then we'll go out there. So we went out there and she starts, the woman starts saying any uh, active duty military members, please come up to the desk and see me. And so Taylor's like, oh, they're giving the first class seats to the military people. Mm -hmm. and i was like does that mean that we missed our name being called like (laughs) this on this airline like and he was like well I, i don't know and i was like okay i just feel like they should be giving the first class seats to the people with status before the people in the military right and he was like, I don't know. And then I stopped and I was like, Jesus Christ, my obsession with sitting in the first class seats has now made me so stupid and so trashy to like not think for five seconds that, hey, Cassandra, maybe someone who's in the military deserves the first class seat more than you do oh yeah anyways we didn't get bumped up to first the first class was full of people who are actively and currently in the military and Mm -hmm. i had to sit there and behind on the other side of the transparent curtain where i couldn't use the same bathroom and they were getting all the free drinks (laughs) and the service and go they deserve it more than you but i just think it's funny that you said you would call her name (laughs) i don't get it but it's fine anyways i have a lot of respect for our troops so uh, I'm, I'm happy for them i'm happy they got that first class seat or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness well does that make me a bad person i mean you- if you have to say i mean then <laughs> the answer is yes I didn't, like, go up to the desk and argue and be like, hey, yeah. no, fuck yeah. them. They had coach seats. Yeah. we premium economy. Us first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't throw eggs at them or anything. Yeah. Okay. 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 All I did was think it. Yeah. You didn't set a flag on fire in front of them in the no. airport. Yeah. I didn't kneel during the damn anthem. Oh. Ooh. <clears throat> ooh. Just kidding. Well, <laughs> let's get into our first story. <laughs> um with uh i mean a white woman anthem the something so sacred to them mm-hmm. from the la times from the la times.com california highway patrol seizes two hundred thousand dollars and stolen stolen lululemon leggings Ugh, the police are heroes call it a tight squeeze investigators of the chp have recovered more than two hundred thousand dollars worth of the merchandise. And their Border Division of Organized Retail Crime Task Force was alerted to three large boxes containing the stolen goods shipped from Ohio destined for an apartment complex in the La Brea. La Habra. La Habra earlier this month.
1: Crazy. So this was, it was stolen from a place in Ohio to then go to La Habra where these people would just try to resell it or something?
0: I, yeah, I assumed they were just going to, you know, resell it. And um, yeah, it's just so interesting. So it was 16 boxes, which were contained 1,862 pairs of leggings.
1: Yeah, it was a value of 200,306. Wait, how do you say numbers? 200,300 two hundred and three thousand six hundred and eighty eight dollars wow there (laughs) you go what's interesting is you know it was probably only worth like you know what it was uh one thousand eight hundred and sixty one stolen pieces so it was probably worth like i'm gonna say two thousand bucks total right like when you talk about how much they actually probably cost to make but hey you know, you're paying for the Lululemon brand. So fine. Mm -hmm. $200,000 worth of of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that it was actually, you know, 100 or 1,863 pairs, but one of the officers was like oh my wife would kill me if she knew that I seized lululemon leggings and didn't bring a pair home <laughs> gotta get
1: yeah gotta skim a little off the top otherwise why are you a cop
0: yeah it's like it's like a what do they call it when you're um you know making whiskey and things like that you know the angel's kiss the things that evaporates off the top I assume like if you're a police officer there's always an angel's kiss of merchandise <laughs> sure sure is the Angel's Kiss the
1: part where, like, if you drink it, you'll, like, go blind? Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> or, <laughs> oh, because it's, so con- it's so concentrated. Yeah, or, like, Uh-oh. there's, like,
1: something, like, when you're making moonshine. What the mm. hell is that part called of the moonshine? But, like, oh, it's, like, a moonshine <laughs> part that makes you blind. <laughs> see if the internet brings it up. Mm, yeah. So... Uh, all right whatever apparently <laughs> yeah. yeah you just gotta throw it out i can't remember what
0: the what the term is called hey moonshiners reach out so granddaddy great granddaddy clampett in the clampett family cookbook granddaddy clampett was a moonshiner and we have a moonshine recipe with drawings of his still setup in our family cookbook wow Yeah, so if you ever want to get into the shine business, I have a drawing of how the setup goes and a a full moonshine recipe.
1: I don't know if you should make
0: moonshine, Erica. No, I'm just saying if if ifens, you know, one wanted to, for science sake, to experiment, Uh not for... Not for consumption, not for distribution, just for science. Is, there sure. a, is that a legal loophole? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're not, not a lawyer. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Nope. That doesn't apply here. Damn it. Um, This is a comedy podcast. Everything we say here is for... uh, No, that doesn't apply. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> next story. Next story. Abort. Abort. Nope. You nope. know what? We're going to get Abandoned. real... Abandoned. We're going to get
1: real... Drunk, I think, (laughs) at my bachelorette party. Oh, yes. Oh,
0: yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: And, well, I think that we will be getting pretty drunk. I don't think that we're going to be having the same experience as these people in our next story.
0: That's true. From Ladbible.com. Lad stranded in Amsterdam after Buck's party, buy bikes to complete 370 kilometer journey back to the UK. So a bucks party, I guess, is like a
1: bachelor party, just you know, for our English listeners or American English whatever listeners. I'm pretty sure I have COVID and I think I'm getting brain fog. Oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can keep that in. It's this is happening, people. So a group of British lads on a bachelor party in Amsterdam had to become inventive to overcome some travel chaos and get themselves back to the UK.
0: So their flight back home to London Gatwick was canceled. And so they decided what they needed. So a 12 hour journey ensued, traveling to multiple destinations, buying 13 bikes, boarding a ferry at Calas, France, Uh, to dover in the united kingdom
1: (laughs) oh like okay so like i know that my bachelorette party is gonna be like a lot more low-key so this is maybe even not a comparison but dead ass if we couldn't get a lift (laughs) to take us five miles like i think i'd sooner rent a limousine than suggest that the you know our little group
0: get bikes (laughs) i don't even know how to ride a bike (laughs) yeah so I'd be like, "Is there a tandem? Would anyone like to tandem with me? I'll be in the back." You can't tandem with someone who can't ride a bike, though. You're. I've tandem. I've tandem with someone that that can steer. I just did the pedaling.
1: here is is the steering the problem? It's usually people's balance that's the problem. Yeah, I don't know how to balance. Anyway, so, okay, we got to <laughs> so, get you a sidecar.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that that I'd love. I'd, I'd, uh, what I want is an adult tricycle, one big wheel on the front two steady wheels in the back
1: they anyway. have those for like
0: you know like couriers and old people <laughs> I know I need to look into it um, so essentially the gentleman found that the best way getting home was to travel to Calais, France by train and board a ferry back home to, to the UK so while, while docking they realized that they couldn't board the ferry on foot so never to be deterred they searched all afternoon looking for bikes to board the ferry. (laughs) So they went to Facebook marketplace asking for people just on the street, if they could buy their bikes off of them. So in just under three hours, 13 of them have secured two hand wheelers and found their way home. Yeah.
1: So 14, there was 14 guys, only 13 of them could get bikes. And then one guy like was able to hitchhike with like, Someone who was in a car, I think that that guy had it figured out. Like, <laughs> was there more risk like hitchhiking into someone's car while everyone else is having fun on the bikes? Yes, but you know, at least you're not on a bike. Like, they they rode like it says 370 kilometers, which what is that in miles? 370 kilometers. Two miles. That's 229 miles.
0: That's wild. How don't these people have jobs? not not in the fucking in in europe you tell your job when you'll work like you you set parameters like you Jesus. like in, in france like they riot if they don't get like three months vacation a year you know what i mean they're like listen motherfuckers we'll put you to the guillotines once and we'll do it again if we don't get one more vacation day a year you know i mean like they take that shit seriously
1: oh i wish we did the same
0: i know speaking of i mean they have an army of people that will do it you know Mm -hmm. uh like much like the gentleman in our next story from metro.co.uk i saw this guy on tiktok and i was
1: like i think this is bad
0: oh it's, it's real bad uh, yeah.
1: So there's a guy who on TikTok who revealed that he's building a frog army in his back garden. There's like a a swamp or some shit near his house that like he said dries up every year. And so all these frog eggs that get laid there, they die, you know, because it, it dries up. So he decided to scoop up all the frog eggs and take them to a pond in his backyard to like give them a chance to live. And he estimates that he's rescued uh, 1.4 million tadpoles and now they are growing into frogs into his frog army but he's I don't know I, it, this, I mean it's pretty fucked
0: up I mean he has 1.9 million followers and essentially he he's not the only creator to mass breed frogs like this if you search that if you search the hashtag frog army it has over 400 million views on tiktok alone
1: yeah people are like doing this everywhere now where they're scooping up a bunch of tadpoles and like putting them in their swimming pools and stuff these frogs don't just stay in your backyard like there was a video that he then deleted but i saw it um And it was, like, this neighbor that was, like, having to move away because, oh like, he walks up to his front door and there's frogs everywhere. Like, sir, are you okay? Like, why would you want to do this? And this is really bad for the environment. Like, there's a reason. Like, I don't know. It's just part of the circle of life
0: for these tadpoles to get born and then dry up and die. All all
1: these frogs shouldn't be alive.
0: (laughs) No, uh, now there's claims that the frog army might not even be real. So uh, some people think that the video might not have even been filmed in the in the UK. So it's I it's the footage seems nearly identical to a 2013 YouTube video entitled "Lots of Frogs." Either way, don't fucking do this. It throws off the whole ecological system. Like, don't do it's don't don't do this i mean because like look even if it is fake
1: the people who are then replicating it that's real life yes yes you know Mm -hmm. i dated someone for a long time who's from louisiana and when we were staying at his mom's place once i remember being woken up in like the middle of the night and i was like what the fuck is all this noise frogs Mm-hmm. like out in the front of her place like just or their little pond or whatever and these fuckers are loud yeah and i was like i don't think i like frogs anymore no they're so loud oh my god
0: uh you know speaking of loud yeah holy shit we a lot of animal
1: stories this week so buckle we are, in.
0: buckle in gang we're on a wholesome animal kick
1: it's it's you
0: know what i think everyone needs it Yes, yes i know i
1: needed it like yeah. erica said should we cut some of the animal stories and i'm glad that we didn't because yeah this is just nicer I, I don't i don't have the space to talk about people
0: right now. no from usatoday.com new york state man arrested multiple times for having over 20 bird feeders bird
1: feeders 20 two, zero that is a lot of fucking bird feeders
0: so, Wayne's County Sheriff's Department arrested a 71-year-old resident of the Village Cetus Point three times between May 26th and <laughs> June 10th for feeding birds in a manner that violates a village ordinance.
1: If This is in central New York near Lake Ontario, but the ordinance says you can't have more than two feeders on your property and they need to be at least five feet from the ground. But this guy has twenty three bird feeders, and they're on the ground in the front yard of his home. They're fucking everywhere, but they're not even real bird feeders. He's being accused of placing cookie sheets full <laughs> of bird seeds and peanuts on the ground, which I mean, <laughs> it's, it, what does he want? Like he wants like a snow white moment of like all the birds and stuff, and he's gonna get it because all these other animals
0: are coming too. I recently I had family in town and we went out to the Santa Monica Pier and we were just sitting there and there was a pigeon man. Like, oh a, like, like a man who had you know all the pigeons on him and controlled the you know, it was just a pigeon man. And I was like, look, and he just would be like, Go, my pretty, go, and like fetch that necklace for me. <laughs> like it was I was like, Well, how no, 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 no. Like your birds that you help clean and control, yes, but just Pigeons? The rats of the sky? I, I just don't understand it. I, I you know, all animals I guess deserve love, but I just don't understand it. Anyway. I uh,
1: don't know if this was like just a plot point in like the show Hey Arnold or like in also just many um things, but this whole like concept of people in New York using pigeons to like deliver notes <laughs> yeah. is kind of crazy because I'm like how does the pigeon know where to go? And also, how do you get to this point? Like, how do you I don't like how do you know to try to train a pigeon at all? You know, when I used to work with someone and like you would hear in the background on the Zoom calls, you would hear how many birds she had.
0: I love that you started whispering as if she's like sitting one cubicle over and you're like, listen, Diane can kind of hear, so I'm gonna talk quieter. But i don't want to talk shit like do i think that having a bird
1: as a pet is good no but like people do it and fucking whatever but it would just be crazy because you'd be like in a zoom call and then all of a sudden
0: you're like (laughs) like i background you're like this girl's got a lot of birds i used to work with a lady and my my favorite thing is to somehow be invited to a co-worker's home to truly capture like their what their crazy is in some way because everyone oh. has it you just have to like yeah. you, you're at work and you're like okay okay they they put creamer in their coca-cola okay that's you know it's a weird work thing but then like if you get to go to a co-worker's home you go oh oh they have miniatures of this franchise that oh mm-hmm. that's their crate like you truly get to capture so I knew this co-worker had a bird and I was like all right then I went to her home one day at lunch and it was me and another coworker. and I was like oh oh we get to see her crazy we get to be with the bird and like <laughs> she let the bird out like we, we got to be like with the bird in the home not out of the cave. it was if you can go to a coworker's home and truly capture their crazy in their element, it is um, amazing. But yeah, I, I worked with a bird lady too. It's great. Yeah. What you're
1: describing about entering a coworker's home is my nightmare. You yeah. and I have some things in common, and you <laughs> and I have some things that we don't have in common and this is not one of those things i holy shit i don't even like to fucking spend more than 10 minutes after work sometimes talking to people like i i have my the older i'm getting my social anxiety is bananas so you're describing this and i'm thinking about it and i'm like i don't i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to go to
0: someone's house i don't want to see the bird i don't Oh, i find myself like uh, i feel like i'm like an early like uh like an early like english explorer like going on their first safari like the like the like a little uh like you know the pit the hat and like khaki outfit where i'm like oh dear boy today we're going to go into a home of a co worker what shall we observe and like observing like a rhinoceros for the first, like a like a white person observing like a rhinoceros for the first time and being like, oh my God, documenting, documenting. We've got to tell the university about this. Like that's how I feel when I get to see a coworker's home. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to do a team dinner, but I want to go into their home and see what their crazy is, you know?
1: In this weird old English village that you've built up where you're the- Exp- like you're the exploring person who takes a young boy with you everywhere
0: well he's my he's my scribe For i sure. i dictate and he scribes yeah
1: yeah okay yeah. so i'm the i'm the <laughs> scary person who had all these accolades and like oh she's brilliant but he doesn't come out anymore like like at the top of a castle like <laughs> you know and i i also have a scribe but like she might not be there like because she wants to and like mm. they're like please we need you to come out you're the only person who can solve this problem and i'm like no <laughs> I, won't. I i don't know anything anymore it's like something bad happened to me and you're like what's her story and like we're just like the opposite but together we come together and we like you know cure something
0: yes yes yes
1: yeah yeah yes
0: well speaking of bird ladies let's get into <laughs> our next story from metro.co.uk oh yeah
1: so uh the police you know, smash down a door. Wow, on brand, looking for a woman who's in distress because they keep hearing an elderly woman saying, Help, help, help. And you know what they fucking find inside?
0: A parrot. A
1: stupid ass
0: parrot. They rush to a woman's home on Wednesday evening after reports of someone in distress. They kick down the door and wild green Sutton cough. That's the most English fucking location. Hold on, let me retake that. <laughs> They kicked down the door in the house in Wild Green Sutton Coldfield. Wild spelled W-Y-L-D-E. Sutton Coldfield and ran inside. I'm going to call them constables, not even police. The constables. Where where was the woman yelling In Wild Green Sutton Coldfield?
1: (laughs) The very same? Number two. Number two, yeah. The the houses are just like single digits.
0: Two Wild Green Sutton Coldfield. Get there at once. Oh, my God. So they, they found no sign of a female. <laughs> so they, they, they tweeted a picture of the officers with the bird. Because soon after the woman entered the home, and was like, what the hell are you doing in my house? And they were like, we were coming to save you.
1: <laughs> Why the fuck is your bird only know how to say help?
0: Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I truly do enjoy the... The things parrots have, like, have learned to mimic. Uh, that is, that is a true gift of the animal kingdoms. Have parrots ever solved a murder? Solved ooh. crime? parrots solved crime? Question mark. Ooh, ooh. There's oh a guy. My God. Ooh. There's a
1: guy on TikTok who's got a parrot that speaks Spanish, and just kind of walks around and like this parrot has the same voice as my great-aunt Fina mm-hmm. <laughs> so like whenever I get this parrot on my page it makes me happy <laughs> so it's just like this b- parrot bumbling around in incoherent Spanish what's they voice this? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute and we actually had a parrot yeah, we filmed, a, we filmed a short film a long time ago at my old apartment in Echo mm-hmm. Park, which you wore legalized crystal meth shirt while you were in it on your small part on that. And we had to a lot of takes interrupted because we had a neighbor with parrot and mm. the parrot kept laughing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, an African gray parrot named Bud in 2022 was sent to live with Martin's ex-wife after uh, Martin's ex-wife. Uh, Martin? Who's Martin. Well, Martin's ex-wife Christina Keller told how the parrot started remembering and reenacting the argument from the day of the murder and witness and reenacted a murder story and helped put him away. Has a parrot, yeah, and it was used in court. It's the only example of a parrot testifying in court and it was Bud and it was the murder of his owner martin durham and the murderer glinda durham the victim's wife and so the his ex-wife was sent the the parrot and then it was used in court in this the year of our lord
1: 2022 anyway. um, okay look if she murdered her husband then it's a good thing that she's in jail but i'll tell you what if i was her i'd be like this is fucking
0: bullshit <laughs> I'm like, that parrot has had an agenda against me from day one. I accidentally gave it the wrong seedlings, and it has been setting me up for murder ever since. I clipped its toenails too aggressively, and it's like, ah, in did murder. And it's like, no, I didn't. It's been trying to set me up from day
1: one. That parrot watches CSI every night. <laughs> yes. Please don't kill me. I'm going to kill you. Please
0: don't kill me. I'm going to kill you.
1: God, ridiculous! Oh Can you God. imagine being on the jury for that too? I, I honestly, I would be down for that. I don't like, I'm never happy when I get jury duty. But if I was on a jury oh. and they were like, "It's time to bring in the parrot," I'd be like, <laughs> oh. and then, I'll imagine then you have to be quiet about it too. You can't yes. tell anybody. No. As yeah. if I wouldn't be able to tell yeah. everyone. Like, I'm on a jury right now. And I can't tell you about
0: this, but like, honestly. Yes. a fucking parrot they'd be like juror number eight please stop smiling and giggling i
1: would, I would be tickled i would be so I, i'm like pick your job off the floor and try to be professional and i'm like
0: there's you, a parrot there's a fucking parrot that you just swore under oath <laughs> your mean-
1: star witness is a fucking parrot like you pick your job
0: yeah Oh my God. I, I, the other most ridiculous trial to me is, um. Have, did you hear about the beanie baby divorce? Oh, that sounds familiar. At the, at the height of beanie babies, yeah. a couple was getting divorced and their assets was a beanie baby collection. And so a, a judge literally in court made them put all the beanie babies and then they had to divide which ones they wanted to keep in the so it's like oh no I want the princess to die oh no I want Fudgy the whale. and like they divided the beanie babies and there's like a photo of them like on the ground like picking the beanie babies and putting them into their pile and I'm like <sighs> when people Objection. ask me like why I don't want to get married oh, yeah go ahead sorry say that again <laughs> say that again
1: objection you can't have cassie the collie and the fourth of july america
0: mcdonald's edition bear yeah. and people are like Ergo, why don't you want to get married and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> you tell me <laughs> anyway
1: because when it comes down in the nitty-gritty
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy how oh.
1: stupid do they feel now huh
0: yes yes well I mean, Beanie Babies might be worth, than, more, worth more than some stocks. Anyway, speaking of stocks and companies, let's get into our next story from news.yahoo.com. Walking on hot coals, a company event goes wrong. <laughs> Walking barefoot across hot coals, an ancient religious ritual popularized in recent years as a corporate team building exercise, has once again bonded a group of coworkers through a shared suffering of burned feet.
1: <laughs> So this is 25 employees of a Swiss ad agency and they were injured walking over hot coals in Zurich. There's 10 ambulances, two emergency medical teams and police officers from multiple agencies were deployed to help. And 13 people were briefly hospitalized. What was different about this that doesn't
0: happen in every other hot coal walk? Well, the issue is I think the, the coals might've been too hot. Like you can walk, so essentially the secret is the secret is concentration, either the mind, body and environment are perfectly in harmony in all sequences and causes and effect are simultaneous or they are not and nothing will go right. So basically um, the science is that you can so you can walk across coals that are a thousand degrees are safe to walk on for 20 feet or more, adding that he walked on coals that are temperature for 495 feet without getting a blister. But you can't, um, a brisk walk on your bare feet comes into contact with coals for just a second, which is not enough time for the heat to be transmitted painfully from coals to human flesh. Both the coals and skin have vastly lower thermal conductivity than, for instance, metal but mistakes can lead to injuries. So curling your toes and trapping the coal between them, walking in coals that are too hot or choosing the wrong type of wood since they're getting hotter than the other, performing a firewalk on a beach where your feet might be sinking into sand, those typically lead to injuries.
1: So, I mean, honestly, like this feels big, a big hot coal walk, just trying to gaslight these people and be like, well, you didn't do it Right.
0: Uh, I just love the concept of like, okay, guys, what are we going to do? And it's like sell Viagra to people in Jakarta. And it's like, okay, how are we going to do it by the 25 of us bonding together, and walking across hot coals. And it's like, great. Like an ad agency walking across. I love, I just don't, I love, I love corporate team building stuff. It's like, no, like buy everyone a cocktail have a trivia event uh, talk about your favorite your pet as a child like do, just do a dress fall like <laughs> yeah break someone's back don't walk across hot coals you though. know
1: or whatever just fire up a good game of zip zap up and just like let you know what he needs to do anything like this, mm-hmm. this is so silly i mean Mm-hmm. Went home to their partner too and said, Well, my we feet are burned because
0: we did the hot coal walk. And then their partner was like, Ya yeah, doy. Yeah, yeah. So the key is to not stroll, run, or hop across the fire, but walk across it in a steady, quick military step like clip. So anyway, if you ever come across a hot coal walk, a steady military like clip will uh lead to success. Copy and that. Then- Uh, so Widmer uh, said "Um, it could have been a great
1: event (laughs) see I'm saying this gaslighting here well that would have been really fun if you guys wouldn't have done it wrong Mm -hmm. I had really great intentions and there was a lot of really great stuff that would have happened and we would have been really bonded but you guys all fucked it up
0: because you walked wrong yeah yeah he's the organizer of the event in Zurich uh, Tommy Widmer it could have been a great event (laughs)
1: Hi! Speaking of a great event. from hmm From yourtango.com, a video of a woman mowing her lawn while a bride walks down the aisle causes mixed reactions. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this, so... I know how I fucking feel about this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, carry on.
0: A viral video shows a woman mowing her lawn as the wedding begins. So, so, uh, a bride was you know, walking down the aisle, accompanied by the sound of a motor, and the entire ceremony was disrupted. Yeah, so
1: they got this woman wanted to get married in her like family home's front yard. I guess they had a killer front yard. Whatever. Who fucking cares? And then the neighbor was like mowing her lawn the whole time, and apparently there was some people from the wedding like trying to go up to this woman, and be like, "Hey, can you cut it out?" And she, and she wouldn't stop. She was super rude and they commented, it was going to get violent, so we just tried to ignore her and not feed into it to make it any worse. Violent?
0: Like, what the fuck? I mean, she had a weapon. <laughs> they had anger. <laughs> so I can, I, can <laughs> see, I can see someone in, you know, I can see someone I know getting angry enough at someone mowing their lawn during a wedding.
1: <laughs> I can see violence happening (laughs) i mean so they tried to figure out like if there was like some old beef and stuff but apparently according to you know the family and everything like that there was no beef between her and the like and the neighbor they just you know they just she's just being kind of a jerk I, i don't know so like i know how i feel about it which is that this woman is a fucking asshole and that she should have just waited to mow her lawn and, you know, the, seems to be the mixed reactions online or people being like, I, you know, I have a busy life. Like sometimes we can't, you know, just like, if I have to mow my lawn, I have to mow my lawn or whatever the fuck. And it's like, you know, I, I think it's just people who don't like to be told what to do. And then yeah. they have to like be contrarian about it mm-hmm. of being like, oh, this fucking wedding is happening. So now I can't mow my lawn. Weddings are like 30 fucking minutes. And also it's not every day. It's not every weekend. You can't wait 30 minutes. Even if you don't like these people, you can't wait 30 minutes or whatever and just
0: mow your lawn a little bit later. Oh, that it pisses me off. I, I, Listen, I get it. I understand, but also I get, I understand. I get it, but sometimes I'm just saying you got married in, in, in your home, not a, not a designated venue that can control the elements and sound and your home is an open air. I don't, that lady may have had a schedule. She might've said, this is the only window I have to mow my lawn. Then I got to get the nails done. Then I got to pick up the parrot from the groomer. Like she might've had a whole day. It's just might've been, you know, step one of seven. And I don't know. I don't know. I roll
1: with the punches. That's what I say. You got step one of step one of seven. But then you're saying, well, step one's going to interrupt this wedding. And I don't really want to be a fucking piece of shit and do that. (laughs) I guess I'm just going to have to wait let my lawn grow out a little bit longer and if the hoa's got something to say about it i'll blame the neighbor for their wedding you know uh it just feels maybe the neighbors could have like i'm sure that they told everybody hey by the way we're gonna do a wedding at this time but yeah uh, this it just feels like rude and shitty and yeah you know
0: yeah. Well, I wonder because it says like no, no conflicts or arguments are, you know, are known, but it's also like, well, maybe something was known to her, but yeah. not to you. You're like, maybe something had been piling up for years. And she was like, okay, okay, I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that go. And then this was just the damn, like the levy broke on the dam. <laughs> she, I can't you know. imagine having that much petty anger
1: towards. Yeah. someone to like do that, I
0: guess. Oh my god. Oh, oh I I mean I I it would I mean if it was my wedding if it was a wedding I was attending would I have like vi- I maybe I would have come to violence for on their behalf but I don't know. I, I just conflicted. I'm conflicted because it's like it's her fucking property But the sound makes it everyone's. I don't know. I'm very conflicted. I'm very conflicted. Like, what do you, you can't, if you have a wedding on your front
1: lawn and a fucking FedEx truck pulls up behind you, you had the wedding on your front lawn. That's your problem. Right. Right. If your neighbor, your next door neighbor, is choosing to be a fucking asshole and drown out your wedding because they have to mow their lawn at 4 p.m., start a (laughs) ceremony, like, fuck that i would be so fucking mad Mm -hmm. oh well yeah that's why i'm getting married in a venue
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god speaking of a venue and things that can can go wrong yeah let's get into our next story from cnn.com sent in by friend of the pod adam cantley thank you woman becomes new york legend after booting a possum from a bar
1: She's the toast of NYC for single-handedly ejecting an opossum from a Brooklyn
0: bar. It's an Alaska woman, and she just rolled up her sleeve and took care of business. Sarah Fulton removed a opossum from Tempkins Bar in Greenpoint after the marsupial accidentally ran into a crowded establishment. He didn't mean to be there. He didn't. He did. Maybe he just wanted a shot. It's fucking hard out in them streets for a, a marsupial in New York no thank you absolutely absolutely
1: so this woman who grew up in alaska i think that's important for the story because you're like who in brooklyn would be brave enough to handle a possum um no no shots firing at the people of brooklyn i just i wouldn't do that either but yeah she just rolled down her rolled down her sleeve and went over and grabbed it by its you know the nape of its neck where it would get carried by its mama
0: and uh kicked it out (laughs) <laughs> so people in the bar were like was that a dog is that a rat and she looked at her friend and said that's too big to be a rat it has to be an opossum <laughs> imagine looking
1: at a possum and going is that a dog so I mean, that would be the never... <laughs> ugliest
0: dog so she says i'm from alaska and i used to go camping with black bears hanging out at my campsite i think it was just instinctual i just went up to him and i was like hey i know you're afraid so she said it would be the least painful solution to this to the to the issue so and everybody just lost their minds we couldn't believe it was happening so the bartender grabbed her phone didn't know who to call and <laughs> yeah so anyway she got a hero's welcome when she returned to the bar and everyone was bought her rounds and uh Hilarious. everyone's like you're a hero you're a celebrity and she's like what no it, you know it's just not something you see every day <laughs> I'm just from Alaska. <laughs> uh, we'll post the video on our social. It's, it's pretty incredible. And I, I feel a kindred spirit to this, Sarah. Because one time, while working at camp, an orientation camp for my university, I caught a possum with my bare hands. Ugh. I, well, okay, to be fair, I took off the shirt I was wearing. I had a tank top underneath. I took off my t-shirt I tossed it on top of the possum hmm. and then I picked up the possum on it's like, I, I, I two handed flipped it up on its, on its back and, and, you know, belly to the sky did it with two hands, you know, t-shirt picked up a possum. And then I was like, oh shit, what do I do now? I'm holding a possum with my bare hands. It wasn't trying to like escape. No, it just was like, all right, well now you got me. And so I put it in a box Cause I was like, well, what do you do? Once you catch a possum, you naturally put it in a big cardboard box. And then I was like, well, I, I caught this possum and now I put it in a cardboard box. Again, I, it was like four o'clock in the morning. My thinking skills were impaired. Why did you catch it at all? I, th- I think just cause I could, I, I don't oh, know. Erica. <laughs> I think I like, again, I, I, I've been sleep deprived. You know, I've been, I've been burning both ends of the stick, you know, staying up late, getting up early. I was working this you know this camp and free labor free labor and volunteer labor and I was like well now I caught the possum now I put it in a box now what do you do so then I was you know uh <laughs> they release it no well I put it in the director's cabin so there's four directors and so what I did is I opened their door and I pushed the cardboard box in to their cabin and then you shut the door them? I fully pranked them. And then it, you know, it it wiggled around and then, you know, got out. And then they were like, what the hell? And then it just, you know, went up in their cabin for a while. And then they were like trying to sleep still. And they were like, God damn it, possum. They tried to sleep with the possum. It What, where the fuck, what swamp did you go to college in? <laughs> they, were little... so, they were just so mad. They were like. Leave us alone, possum. <laughs> they were just mad. And then uh, you know, the story got out. And so by breakfast that morning, I, I walked in and everyone clapped when I walked in because the story of me catching a possum and then pranking the directors had gotten around. And uh yeah, so then I, I went back into the cabin, caught the possum again, put it back in the box, and then I took it to the edge of the woods and released it. And then, and here's why, here's why I'm trash. And here's why I'm a very bad person. I did not know. I think it was so easy to catch because when I released it, it slowly waddled away. And then I saw that its belly was very low hanging. I think it was pregnant and that's why it was so docile and easy to catch. I caught a pregnant possum, I think, and um, maybe traumatized it. I was, it was horrible, but yeah, I, I caught a pregnant opossum with my bare hands and but yeah i i caught a possum with my bare hands so sarah i i get you yeah yeah
1: it feels like a like a jackass stunt like when it, they would like throw snakes at each other and you're like this is fucking crazy and like <laughs> feels like it's writing a pretty pretty gray line of maybe this is fucked up
0: it was fucked up i i didn't know it was pregnant when i caught it i just it was dark. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. I caught a possum and then when I released it in the morning, in the light of day, I was like, oh, it's walking so slow. Oh, it's be- it's belly so loaded. The- oh my god. It's I don't
1: a- know how these directors too like, were like, who's a possum in this room? Oh, no, fuck. And then roll back over and go sleep. Like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, Cassar. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess <laughs> i'm
1: still kind of reeling from this no. i just <laughs>
0: sometimes i don't rem- like realize just how farm you are You're- i mean i'm not the hero of that story i'm just you know i was just a participant in
1: you know i'm um, not calling people who are farm and <laughs> like bad i'm just it's just <laughs> you and i have different lives What a beautiful thing that we came together. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Anyways,
0: yes, I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week.
1: Oh my God. Hell hath no fury
0: like an elephant set on revenge. So this story comes to us from... Multiple sources, but we'll be pulling mainly from the New NewYorkPost.com. A 7 year old woman in India was trampled to death by an
1: elephant, and then later, her corpse was attacked and trampled again at her funeral by the same elephant.
0: Police said Maya Murma had been fetching water from a well in the eastern Indian state of Odisha on Thursday, uh, back in June, uh, several several weeks ago when an elephant came barreling toward her according to the print india the tusk pachyderm had apparently escaped from the dalma wildlife sanctuary which is located in a neighboring state so here's the thing i think we should
1: just like we don't i don't want to bury the lead here Mm -hmm. this woman allegedly say that like this woman was involved with poachers Mm -hmm. like that she would throw rocks At the mama elephant to distract her and then poachers would steal her babies
0: Mm -hmm. now that might be this, though yes here's the story okay so this story has been kind of floating on social media i think what it's kind of insane i think what's kind of trashy is that this story is somewhat unverified in itself like snopes has done a report on it Every, everything's covered it. It's been huge on social media, but the woman's age has changed. Uh, this name and like this last name has, it, it's, it's like somewhat of a common last name. So it's like there are multiple reports. Like the story varies from newspaper to newspaper. Like nothing is a hundred percent confirmed. The poaching story has not been printed. That's just coming from like reports on the ground. That's like, this story has kind of taken a life on its own. And that, it's kind of like are we team elephant in this circumstance a hundred percent but is this story true yeah this
1: might be an untrue story it seems like the story that everybody wants is that this woman who was helping poachers forever that this mama elephant came back to exact her revenge trampled her to death then this woman had a funeral, and the elephant came back, trampled the funeral, and the elephant brought some friends and, like, or the herd, I guess, and that herd, they trampled this lady's whole village. And no one else got hurt, but, like, her house, everything is, like, not good. That's the story that... Oh, I'm sorry.
0: A goat was killed. In, right, i sorry. A goat was a harmed. Goat, a goat, a goat was got, harmed. got
1: killed. Oh. So... That's what the story is that everybody wants it to be. And until it's proven to be false, which I bet it is,
0: that's how we're going to report it. Yeah. Uh, I, I let, like the, 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 Again, some of the stories are like people had to sleep in trees until the elephants like left. And, and like, uh, you know, I feel like some of this, you know, it might be just due to the remoteness of the place and like, uh, people have asked like, you know, the state, the police, like the, the um, sanctuary for like verification for stories. And like a lot of it has been unverified and, and no, no conf- confirmation and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, damn, do I want that? Is it, I mean, is it sad that this woman and her, it left, lost her life as these villagers paid the price for Maya's possible involvement in this? Of course, should we not fuck with animals like that? A hundred percent. But is it kind of like fun to be like, yeah, this is what happens when you do that. This elephant came back and specifically made a point. It killed you. And then it came back at your funeral. Killed the same you again. Day. Killed you again. It made a point. You know, it's, it's like fun. And it's like the internet took a, like a life in the story of itself. But it is unverified. There's so many stories like reports are coming out that are conflicting and it's like the dates the ages the story like everything is kind of like what is the truth but i think what's really fun is that there's been a lot of interest and talk about elephants um happy the elephant at the bronx zoo was recently denied human rights there's just been a lot more interest in elephants um i've been collecting petty elephant stories as i call them
1: what are you talking about happy got denied human rights
0: so there's a uh, there's is happy a, a woman no happy is an elephant that was a uh, joke oh oh god damn it mm-hmm, yeah ah! mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: we don't need to hear happy story yeah um, anyway i want to talk about this other one that you have here.
0: <laughs> yes so um there's a wonderful twitter account called david attenborough who has a podcast called we out here and they he told a story on twitter that said Since we're talking about petty-ass elephants, a handful of years back, I was working at a zoo that had a handful of female African elephants. The most dominant one was Leah. L-E-H-A or L-E-A. Who cares? She ain't reading this. Homegirl Leah hated dogs. She, like, beefed hard with them, and no one quite knew why. Was it trauma? Was it racism? Who's to say? Well, anytime her ass saw a service dog, she started touching the ground with her trunk. Passerby wouldn't know why, but her keepers knew what was up. Leah's on her bullshit again every day or so when keepers maintained her exhibit they had a special side project check the mud checking for dirt for what for stones Leah had a mean ass throw if she found a stone she couldn't bop it from 20 to 30 yards away with that rude ass underhand elephant toss do elephants do one afternoon the head keeper of their team is talking to some people outside the exhibit and notices a service dog down the way Dude looked at Leah and sees her doing her unruly thing. And he's like, don't do it, ma'am. And nah, Leah's on her bullshit. So Leah's like, fine, and doesn't throw it at the dog. Instead, she knocks his out ass with a headshot for 20 feet away. Turns out she's holding onto that rock for just this occasion. He suffered a mild concussion and a black eye or something, but was otherwise fine. Moral of the story, elephants stay ready for some, so y'all better get ready. Anyway.
1: I mean yeah imagine like thank god that they were monitoring this elephant so that it wasn't attacking service dogs but
0: also uh some of the replies to this tweet thread were one of some of the most fun i've ever had but most of the comments were like you better make sure leah's not reading this thread and that you know how to spell her fucking name uh he also told another anecdote that there was another female elephant who spent all of her time sharpening her tusk So the zoo, like on any object she could, she would sharpen them. So the keepers would spend all day dulling them because she hated Leah and would ram Leah and try to hurt her all the time. Like Leah had no beef with this other female elephant, but this other female elephant had beef with Leah. And so anything she could, she'd just be sharpening her tusk to hurt Leah and ram her and i just think the elephants i've been collecting elephant stories and i just think that's uh really fun and we should leave these giant pachyderms alone because they're gorgeous and you should never ride a fucking elephant never ride an elephant that hurts them anyway that's the story everyone's been talking about about the the elephant and the woman and the funeral so now we know now we know maybe we should let them out of zoos Oh boy,
1: don't get me started on that. Uh, like- Although, I'm not gonna lie to you, a zoo is pretty fun.
0: I know, I know it's fun. Yeah, well. Cass, what are you hoarding?
1: I'm hoarding a book because I'm fucking better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I think it was, did I hoard it the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, or maybe I brought it up on a different mm-hmm. podcast? But I'm doing this with my cousin, it's the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge. I guess they do it every year, so I'm following the 2022 one and i've already read seven books this year i'm like holy shit look at me like it's been a long time since i've been reading this much so it's been fun but i read the new sally rooney joint that's what i'm hoarding it's called beautiful world where are you sally rooney wrote normal people she wrote conversations with friends both of them have been turned into tv shows normal people is a very a very sexy tv show
0: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: And uh, I haven't watched Conversations with Friends yet, but that was another book that she wrote and that I read. But Beautiful World, Where Are You? It's just good. It's just fucking good. You know, obviously like murder mysteries, there's all kinds of great books out there, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever. And then there's this whole other genre of love stories. And love stories are fine, but a lot of the times they're just really, in my opinion, really, really fucking cheesy and like predictable and... Just all that. And Sally Rooney does something else where is she writing a love story? Yeah, that's kind of ultimately what it ends up what it ends up being. But it's just like real life because love stories happen in real life, Erica. Mm-hmm. and but they're not convenient and they're not predictable and they're not whatever. And so mm-hmm. it's just it's just fucking real. and it's really good. I think she's got a she's a really good writer. Yeah, if you're looking for a book, go for Beautiful World, Where Are You? Yeah, it's good stuff. What do you It's there's a little bit of sex in it, just warning you. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a good book though. Erica, what are you hoarding?
0: I'm hoarding the film RRR. Okay. It is a film. It's an Indian film that is available on Netflix right now. It is one of the most fantastical things i've ever seen in my entire life it Mm. is out of um the tolly tollywood not bollywood there's like really distinct um film industries within india um so um it's a tollywood film it's one of the most expensive films ever produced in india and it is the fictional story of two actual real world indian revolutionaries and it is it, the rrr was the working title that stood for the the director the and two of the actors initials and then they kind of said no you know what let's make it a let's make it the actual film and then they kind of said oh this is going to start this is going to stand for something and and that's the thing but it's it is an incredible it's like a, a like a, a, a it's an epic it's uh it's an epic action drama and it is fucking insane like some of the most it's like it's it's like a bromance it's like a it's like a real life superhero like like when when fucking steve rogers holds a helicopter or the rock in like a fast and the furious like stops a car with his hands it's like Mm -hmm. that's the strength that these two characters have and they're fighting against like the british imperialism like set in the 1920s and it is incredible it's fucking it's like three hours long it feels like it's 15 minutes and you're like I I need more 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 how long is it it's like three hours long right and you want more oh I I could not get enough cool Uh, I could not get enough it's it's truly incredible it has this it has one dance number in the middle of the film that I can't get I've watched it 15 times uh, zeb from the Jay creek cloggers the gentleman that i was hoarding the clogger that i'm so obsessed with i sent an email to their pr team and organizer and i said hey this this dance number is getting really popular because people are doing the dance like on tiktok they're doing it all over people are memorizing it and then doing it at theatrical like in, in theaters, like, when the movie's playing, like, in America and all over the world, people are, like, getting up in the middle and doing the dance when the dance number happens in the film. And I was, like, oh, you know, this is getting really popular. It'd be great. Maybe if, like, Zeb and the gang took a, you know, did did a little bit of... of
1: America.
0: <laughs> not to not to not to not. And she was, like, oh, thanks so much. We'll check it out. It's really, it looks really fun. And I was, like, oh, yeah, it's maybe be really cool, you know. <laughs> anyway it's it's just like these it's about like friendship and and but also conflict and and uh, like fuck the british empire and it is so cool it's like rom and beam these like two real life like indian revolutionaries but it's like a fictional story of like their before life of what they did it's it's so good it's so goddamn good anyway it's on um, netflix available on netflix you could also there's a that has like a dubbed version in, in but the original language um there's a subscription service um that you can watch it in Telugu, the original language that was shot in but um it has like hindi dubs and other dubs on netflix for free um but it's so good it's so goddamn good i, I just can't your mind will be blown it's so fucking good anyway r. watch it watch it anyway cool what are you uh
1: what are you throwing away democrats asking for money Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't fucking email me don't you fucking email me don't you fucking text me and ask me for 20 dollars or 15 dollars or seven dollars or however many fucking dollars you seem to want right now (laughs) fuck you do something you already have some power you're already in office i already donated money until you can do something i'm not going to donate any money anymore because here's the thing people's who i don't agree with are getting an awful lot done right now and they have a from my understanding the same amount of power as you do so Mm -hmm. why are all these terrible things that i don't agree with happening but nothing i that's good and that's promised to me is happening are Mm -hmm. we being too polite or what, what's what's happening? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, this is not a political podcast, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> I find myself, I get like a fucking text being like, this is blah, 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 so-and-so person, like, donate here for $20, we really need you, like, this is Joe Biden, blah, blah whoever the fuck. I know it's not really them texting me, but like, I want to just respond like a paragraph of being like, you're a fucking joke, fuck you, like, do something... I'm, I'm like commenting on Kamala's like Instagram posts now, (laughs) like I'm getting mad. And so just stop asking me for money because you're fucking useless. You're worthless. I don't want to give my money to these people who aren't doing shit anymore. Bye.
0: Fuck you. Yeah. What are you throwing out? (laughs) Well, on Friday, June 24th, 2022, I learned that one cannot privately have an elephant in the state of California. And I don't want or need an elephant right now. I just want the right to have an elephant in the future. And uh, I don't really think that it should be left up to the states to determine if I have the right to have an elephant. I just want to be able to privately have an elephant if I want one. And California is a state where I cannot have an elephant. And elephant ownership is legal in some states and not legal in other states. Uh, same with primates. Ownership, and I don't think it should be a that a state issue. I think it should be a right of mine to have an elephant if I want a fucking elephant at any point. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm throwing out. I don't think it should be a state issue. I think it should just be a inherent right to have an elephant if I want an elephant. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a uh, just really set me off doing a lot of research about elephants lately. And uh, I want a menagerie, a private menagerie, and can't have one because California doesn't let you legally own elephants. Make sure to
1: delete your period tracking app. Yes. You're looking into getting an elephant. Delete
0: the data. Make them delete the data from it, then delete the app.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Scary times.
0: Yep. But you can always find this podcast at trashy trashy pod on instagram tiktok and twitter and you can find us at trashy trashy or at trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com and tell us why you're trash or if you'd like us to cover a story
1: where do they find you specifically
0: me specifically you can find me at iconic erica curry where i will be posting any elephant fact that i can Because I am now a -a Pachyderm fan. And you can also find me on the Twitter. At Gilly Gal. Where I will just be fear mongering. And. um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. At replying our politicians. And uh, yeah. That's Gilly Gal or at Iconic Erica Curry. Where can they find you?
1: You can find me at Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter. Or outside of your local Trader Joe's. Asking for California to secede.
0: Mm -hmm. petition
1: (laughs) also on the neuter podcast and um thanks to everyone who leaves reviews and tells your friends about trash trashy we really appreciate it we love you and yep yay
0: all right hey Cass, what's going on stay garbage
1: you stay garbage girl
0: i will bye-bye bye Bye.